Breaking news. Over £500,000 worth of Red Bull was stolen from a truck delivering them to shops right here in the UK. Honestly, I don't know how these bastards sleep at night. Dude, you're getting worse when you can't introduce this onto news now as well. <laughs> this has to stop somewhere. G- gags have now arrived on our monthly edition of news. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my life. You're like, cow! 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 Ah! Welcome to my I have no idea! They're always after me, lucky charms. Like that's gonna happen? No, it's not. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Look what I got. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? It's The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. second rule of Fight Club is, what's your favorite scary movie? You are Elastigirl! Somebody, please! Get this man a gun. Seventh rule. Fight will go on as long as they have to. Fatality. Hadouken! If you're referring to the incident with the dragon, I was barely involved. What's the matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost. Uh, hello, welcome to the new look, the new sound, brand spanking new, refreshed, Horror Movie News. My name is Scott. My name is Mark. And this is now your monthly horror news roundup. It's me and Mark thought long and hard after our decision to cancel the show and listen to literally, well, lots and lots of messages we got basically saying, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you cancelling the show I like? Yeah, people take a great fondness to it. And it's nice. It's nice that people are reaching out and showing the support and love for it. And we never had any intention of just binning off the content. We still planned on bringing you content. It was just a case of making room in our schedule to introduce newer content. But apparently yeah. people like things the old way. So yeah, we still are. And news, we said that bringing you weekly horror movie news is difficult because not a lot happens in horror week on week, but month on month. A lot happens. So we're gonna we've changed the format a bit. There's gonna be some new bits, there's gonna be some old bits, there's gonna be well, still me and Mark talking shit about our lives, our wives, our our kids, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a me, it's a Mario as well. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're still mildly racist here. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the new things we're gonna start with is upcoming things to look out for in April. Uh, April's a fucking great month for horror. It really yes. is. We have some very, very exciting stuff coming out this month. Um, one that we decided not to do on the show, and I don't know how, uh, The Pope's Exorcist comes out on the 14th of April. Yes, and I remember maybe two, three, maybe four episodes back on news when the trailer dropped for this, and I was so excited. So I said to you, have you seen it? Have you seen it? And you're like, I've no idea what you're talking about. I was like, dude, seriously, this is not your standard exorcism film. It looks amazing. It, it looks really good. It's going to fall by the wayside because they're releasing exactly the same day as Renfield. Uh, do you know what? The closer that's coming, the less I'm getting excited about it. And I've seen some trailers as well now, and it's kind of, it seems more, I know the title obviously insinuates it's a Renfield movie, but it's not 
Do, do not say it's more about Renfield. Please don't. No, well, yeah, that is kind of my <laughs> point. But it's it's more a case of it looks like John Wick. It yeah. looks like he gets some sort of Dracula power based thing for like twenty four hours and just goes on a rampage. And that's to me not really what I want from the story. If you've got a film featuring Nicolas Cage being Dracula, he better be on screen for ninety minutes of that fucking film. He's going to be on screen for about 30 minutes of that film, at a push. At, at a push, at a very big push, yeah. Um, but, so I think, I don't know, I don't know. And especially after coming off the back of the latest, the menu. Yeah. Nick Holt in that was fucking dire, in my opinion. I thought he was terrible. Oh, I liked him in that. No. And that's nothing against Nick Holt. Well, it kind of is against Nick Holt, but what I mean is... is... <laughs> Nick Holt, you were shit in that. That's not against yeah, you. you were just that shit. was a full-on character assassination of Nick Holt, and I'm sorry if you listened, but my point is, is I know he's a great actor and has great potential, but in that film, he was not any of those things. He he was he was just lacklustered and pushed to the wayside by everyone else around him. He was massively overshadowed in that film as well by Anya Taylor-Joy and Randolph Fiennes. They outshone everybody in that movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's week, well, that's the 14th of April. 21st of April, we get another double horror release. So we've got Bo is Afraid, which looks weird as fuck, and I'm not interested. Is that a horror film? Yeah, allegedly so. Because I've seen the trailer for that now and multiple posters and stuff, and it looks more like a weird Benjamin Button adventure. Yeah, featuring, I, I don't um, get it. Apparently, Phoenix. Yeah, apparently it's very dark. Apparently it is horror, technically. Uh, technically. So it's <laughs> dark. It's got dark imagery. And because yeah. it's in A24, everyone's just assuming it's horror. Yeah, um, but I don't care about Bo is Afraid, because on the 21st of April, we get Evil Dead rise man this is gonna be insane absolutely madness did you see bruce campbell's announcement after they done the um the premiere no so bruce campbell was asked would he reprise his role as ash williams and for the last god knows how long he said no and he said i will but it comes with a condition sam raimi has to direct sam raimi will direct an evil dead movie i will do it one more time that's cool yeah, Raimi and him back together for one more Evil Dead. Where do I sign? See, I haven't watched the Ash versus Evil Dead TV show. I think I watched maybe like one or two episodes. Is that canon? Yes, it is canon. It sits very much in the tone of Army of Darkness. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of it's very, that... from what I watched. It was very slapstick. Very slapstick, but yeah, that is canon to the. To the the franchise. Franchise. Yeah, it, it's it's doable. I would love to see them be able to tie the old in with the new. That's what I'm saying. That's that was kind of what direction I was leading the conversation in. Basically, was so you've got one, two, Evil Dead, three, Army of Darkness, and you've got Ash versus Evil Dead. Where does the remake fall in between that? Did that come after the TV show? That, was that, that comes. The uh, TV? I believe it comes after the TV show, but it is in the same time frame. And the Evil yeah, Dead spoiler, is, anyone, it's not a remake. It's a sequel. It's not a remake. No, um, <laughs> we're not. I fucking had that argument already on TikTok or whichever one it was. Yeah, we... I, I know because you messaged me. Go help me out with this guy, please. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I'm not doing that again. But uh, I just wanted to know where it kind of fell, and then obviously if he is going to come back, would they be interested in? maybe bringing everything full circle that'd be awesome that would be cool you could have him still doing the sort of time traveling kind of shit and him just 
pop up at the end or at the beginning or somewhere within the third one. Yeah, pop, pop up. All tied together. Uh, have everyone massively struggling and then Ash Williams just jump through a wormhole with a chainsaw and a boomstick and take out 12 deadites and go, all right, you're going to get up now? Let's let's yeah. let's finish this. That would be awesome. And then just be one big final showdown. Yeah. Like a final film. Um, 28th of April, we get another shark movie, a new shark movie that looks awesome, Black Demon. Uh, I thought he was talking about the Tommy Wiseau one that's coming out soon. No, have you seen the trailer for Black Demon? No, I've seen the poster though. I think um, this girl loves horror. She um, she posted it on her page because I thought she was reviewing it. And I was like, "Oh, a shark film! I haven't seen. What's this?" And she's like, "Oh no, it's not out yet. I'm just saying like it looks really good." It's the Meg with an 18 rating. Cool. I'm on board for that. Always. It it looks like the there's a clip I've seen where I don't know what it's eaten, but it's big. So I'm guessing a whale or something like that. And there's just like. You see the fin come up, you see the fin go down, massive bloodbath in the sea. Excellent. I, I love shark horrors. I love shark horrors. It's one of my favourite sort of creature feature films, and I've watched some garbage within that subgenre, but I kind of enjoy them. One of the weirdest ones I watched was a film called Bait, where the um, it's basically like a car parking lot supermarket thing and like a big sharknado, funnily enough. <laughs> comes in it's like an australian one and it might see you liking that yeah and it kind of like they all come basically it's like a, no it's not a, a shark near it's a tsunami a tsunami comes in and wipes out this coastal town and like loads of people are stuck within this like sort of shopping center because the shark the tsunamis come in the tsunami brings in like three or four great white sharks which like harbor within this parking lot of this place but obviously then it starts flooding and the waters are rising eventually into the store uh, it's really good. It's actually really, really good. But it's just such a strange concept. Um, yeah. It's got some instantly recognisable faces in it as well. But if you haven't seen it, check out Bait. Bait's quality. Yeah, no, I will do. And we, I told you, didn't I? I sent you some photos. We had a shark appear on the beach that's right by my house. Yes, you did. That's scary. Mate, I walked with the kids there, I don't know, five hours before that picture popped up all over Facebook on, like, the local group pages. Yeah. Um when they actually done some research, that it hit the news, when they actually done some research, that is a shark that's native to the west coast of Australia and to South Africa, and they have no idea why it was on the south coast of England just milling about. And it is a, it's a carnivore, it is a shark that will bite you. Global warming, man, that shit is just not bothered about temperatures of the water anymore. Uh, they can come and go as they please. Honestly, last summer, we were like paddling and swimming around in the sea right where that shark was so now that's happened are you going to be more conscious of where you go paddling this year <laughs> i don't know if i'll be more i'll be more aware that there are things like that that could potentially bite and eat me yeah that's a little bit creepy isn't it i don't think i would i would i think i'd be more worried about spiders and sharks i don't think i'd be concerned about going back in the water yeah, I I think I'll be okay. What I'll do, I'll post the picture, the news article when we release news. Yeah, so, do that because you sent it to me. Yeah, right, it was interesting. So everyone can see it. Um, also in April, what you've got coming from us? Uh, you've got Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which is out right now. You can go and listen yep. to that. Um, we've got American Psycho uh, with Lady Crisis on the tenth of April. On the seventeenth of April. I have no idea how this made its way to the show, uh, but me and you are going to be covering Killer Condom. I cannot wait to do that. <laughs> I just don't, I don't even know like 
how do I even start that episode? It's like I, I don't I have no idea how that's going to play out because I've never seen it. I've never seen any trailer footage or anything, so I have no idea. I haven't even seen a photo of what this film's about or even the cover of it. So I'm kind <laughs> of excited to just go in completely blind. I don't know whether to to have a few beers while I'm watching it or whether I'm best to stay in like a sober state. I, I think I'm going to need a lot of beer to watch it. Uh, and then the 24th of April, we have got Carrie, um, the original Carrie, which I'm looking forward to. Um, we're also covering Renfield and Evil Dead as new releases, but we're going to be doing them in May. And the reason for yep. that is to give you time to all go and watch them. So yep. I listen to a lot of podcasts and a new movie will drop. They'll go and see it on opening night. And the following day, that's their podcast. And I then can't listen to that for another week or so until I've managed to go and see the movie. And it really yeah. annoys me. Yeah, and there's people now still messaging me like, oh, I'm desperate to listen to your Scream episode, but I can't because I haven't had the chance to get to the cinema yet or I'm waiting for it to come to streaming, which I think it is in the next few weeks for those of you. Or I'm sure it's April, probably April, I think. they said. I'm sure it's April 26th they announced it was coming on to streaming. Yeah, I think it's Scream. Yeah. For, for those of you who still haven't listened to the Scream episode, unfortunately you're going to have to wait a little bit longer if you want to listen to it spoiler free but again that's what i'm saying is it's like it's no good us going to watch evil dead rise bringing the episode out the day after and me and you being in the only five percent of people who've had the opportunity to drop everything they're doing to go and watch it immediately yeah exactly that so we will go and watch it on release day but we'll wait we'll record the episode probably shortly after but we'll wait to to release it to all of you um into some actual news I'm going to kick us off with Crystal Lake. So this is the uh, Friday the 13th series coming from Brian Fuller. Yeah, I man. don't know how he's managed to do it. He has convinced Peacock to sign up to four seasons. I, I, If I was the guy in charge of Peacock, I would say take my fucking money. Because this guy is a master. I, I, I make it perfectly clear every single time we talk about Brian Fuller. Hannibal TV series is one of the greatest horror TV series ever put into production. I have not even the slightest shred of of concern about what this guy is going to do with this show or this property. No, and I got even more excited when he started revealing some information about what the show is going to be. So the show is going to centre around two characters, Pamela Voorhees and Jason Voorhees. And it's going to time jump backwards and forwards through the history of the franchise because he has got full scope to use any part of the Friday the 13th franchise. He's confirmed we're going to see various different imagery of Jason that we're familiar of from the other movies as well. I really hope Jason X makes an appearance. I was just about to say, do you reckon he's bold enough to do Jason X? <laughs> I, I would j- j- just, even if it's just like one little bit in an episode, like Jason has a flashback or flash forward to when he would, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, even more important, Brian Fuller met someone this week to discuss the series. Uh, any guesses on who he went to meet? Uh, Ken Hodder? No. Uh, Tom Savini. Nice. Is he on? It's not officially confirmed yet, but apparently they were reading through script notes and Brian Fuller was explaining to him some practical effects that he'd really like some help with. He's going to be That's involved. good, though. That's good, because one of the big things about Hannibal as well was the practical work in that was outstanding. Everything yeah. was sort of practically done. Because the thing with Hannibal was he'd always do his, 
his kills and not always you, you back rarely you saw them happen on screen barring when Will Graham used to do his little reenactment thing and you'd see it all done in slow rewind and which was yeah. insanely clever by the way um but the aftermath that you saw was always done practically the staging of the bodies they yeah. always looked fantastic so it's something I know he's definitely passionate about so the fact that he's trying to rope Savini in is even better um I don't know if Savini's done much these days, has he? Should I be concerned whether he's a dated... Can it be dated? Because I, I, I he has a big, massive, practical effects production company himself, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and I'm not being funny. I think... I don't think Savini... At this point in his career, he's not going to churn out anything shit. He's not going to come cheap. No. And there's no I mean, way... This is probably going to be his legacy project at the end of the day. This is his sort of like... Not to diss on Savini, but the man's getting old. You know, I've seen him in a few documentaries lately, like in The Darkness or whatever that TV show is on Shudder. Um, he's getting on. He's getting on yeah. as a guy. So, yeah, this could be... I'd love them to go back and redo some of the kills that Savini done the practical work for and let him do it again. I have, you kind of have to imagine that this is going to be filled with nods and homages to previous kills within the franchise. So yeah. you're probably going to see variations of stuff that's already been done, if not amplified or exaggerated in some form of way. So for yeah. Savini to come back and redo those would be a cool touch. Even if yeah. he just came on as a consultant, I think would be important enough for the show. Uh, just for Savini to sit there on set and even just direct their practical guys and just step over and go, no, don't do that. Hmm. You don't want to do yeah. that. You, you want to use this. Yeah. A- actually cut his hand. That looks better. That's, yeah, that's I mean, where I see yeah, Savini yeah. is now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want it to look really real, then you kind of need to machete an actual person in the school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you brought this week? Um, I'm going to start off with something small that I know very little about, but I kind of wanted to bring it to everyone's attention because it's something I'm excited about coming forward. Is, is it my um, penis? <laughs> Why on earth would you go there? Well, it was small, but you wanted to bring everyone's attention to it, and you knew very little about it. <laughs> I certainly don't want to be bringing anyone's attention to it. Poor Lisa. <laughs> anyway, this is a film called Late Night with the Devil. Um, it's got the guy who who was Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad. Tom. Uh, uh, yeah, I know who you His like, last name sounds like Dalmatian, but I can never pronounce it. Yeah, no, I know who you mean. I can't. Yeah, he's he's the lead actor in this, and it's a mockumentary style film. And I have got the synopsis. Let me just read what the synopsis is on IMDb. It says a live television broadcast in 1977 goes horribly wrong, unloosing uh, unloosing evil into the nation's living rooms. Um, this has been getting incredible test screenings and reviews and I mean it's 100% on IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes and I know we've previously discussed my disdain with Rotten Tomatoes but it's it's 100% everywhere, 10 out of 10 across the board even Stephen King which I know is not a reliable source of um, <laughs> He's not the most credible anymore is he? He's <laughs> not no, it's, it's almost as if these days he's getting a backhander from movie productions just to say look if you give us a tweet saying that you like it everybody will watch this <laughs> yeah. so, There's um, 150 grand thank you Mr yeah, King Please just give us a tweet saying it's the scariest thing you've ever seen um, So how reliable he is at this moment I have no idea but it seems to be something to watch out for Now this was supposed to come out in March 
And I'm not quite sure why it hasn't yet, or why we haven't had a trailer, or why it's not being spoken about, because it seems to be very, very well put together. Dark Harvest all over again. But it's there. I mean, they're sending it out to test audiences, these critics on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb who have left reviews for it, like yeah. extremely positive reviews. But this was supposed to come out on like the 23rd of March. Yeah. Nothing. Dark Harvest has got it as well. Oh, is that, so that's had test screenings and reviews. Test screenings, and reviews. Everybody saw it, loved it, thought it was brilliant, brutal. What was one of them I read? Uh, visually stunning and brutal, one of the most disturbing horrors I've seen in recent years. I just don't get it. Uh, so and they just fucking and wrapped and finished stuck on a shelf. Why? I can't understand it. And the, my concern with films like that is depending on the relevance of it at the time, films can become very dated very quickly. I think because yeah. we're in an ever-changing society with political stances and I'm not even going to go into it, but everything else surrounding stuff like that is it's forever changing. You can say this, you can't say that. Sooner or later, films that have been sat on the shelf for a year, two years, three years, quite quickly become irrelevant in modern society mm. or offensive in modern society. A little bit like our back catalogue. Pretty much. I dread, to think, <laughs> I dread to think some of the unedited stuff that, that you've got sat on your hard drive, honestly. Um, that, that, that's there as blackmail when you decide at some point you want to go and start your own show. Fuck, you know, honestly, man, that is, that is some scary shit you must have on there. That is enough to bring down a... All <laughs> oh, right, anyway, we start World War Three with some of the information you have on there. Anyway, right, so my concern is is how long these kind of projects have um, relevant sat there so um, I hope this gets some sort of movement soon because I'm very very excited to see it and in fact I'm probably more excited to see this than I am anything else this year just based on the hype surrounding it and I'm not usually one that follows hype either which is strange because I'm like oh well it's really it's really high high people are like talking at how great it is which must mean I have to hear it just to be cool <laughs> we, we both we're both guilty of that <laughs> yeah so if anyone ever comes out like, oh this is the greatest thing you've ever seen so like, yeah it's garbage man i'm gonna go watch sharknado five <laughs> yeah i'm gonna watch sharknado nine and reckon <laughs> <laughs> um, something that has been moving along is welcome to dairy so this is the prequel series to it um oh yeah it was kind of Everyone just, it was an unwritten thing. We all assumed Bill Skarsgård was going to be taking the role of Pennywise. Uh, He's not signed yet. But even more scary that he's not signed yet is they've started production and they've not approached him yet. I'm not being funny, but that is one of the first things I would have done. Because without him, this doesn't work. Would you have done that before you like picked up a camera and actually started making the series? I would have done that as soon as I thought of the idea. I was like, look, Bill, we're thinking of doing this idea. Are you up for it or you're not? Because without you, this does not work. But he released a statement yesterday saying that basically he's not been approached for the for the show. Um, he wishes whoever takes it the best of luck and he wants them not to copy him and not to copy, um, mine's gone blank. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Um, make it your own, make it scary and make it unique. Oh, uh, man. Do you know what? The thing is as well, like, he got such a fucking hard time when he was first cast as Pennywise. Yeah, and he silenced everyone. And then the still images came out and he was wearing the Victorian-style clown costume and the internet just destroyed him. 
absolutely destroyed him. It's like, you will never live up to Tim Curry. This is the worst thing ever. And now it's a very hot topic whether he is better or not better than Tim Curry. I think he's better. I personally think he's better as well. Um, but I wouldn't like to get into that argument with somebody who's a massive Tim Curry fan because those no, guys uh, die hard about it. And I don't think t- Tim Curry done an excellent job with what he had at the time and Bill done exactly the same. And I think someone else could come and do, again, a really good job. Yeah. But I think now going for a third Pennywise, that's that's a risky move to try and get I, a series to work. I just think it's too soon as well because it chapter one and two was so impactful and so relevant in people's minds that and they're not that old. What was it? 2017, 2019 for chapter yeah. two. So it's... Well, they came out in that quick succession, did they? Yeah, two years apart. Wow. So, yeah, so they're not very old and they're not old enough to justify a requel or a sequel or anything like that. My my understanding was that this was a prequel to it, chapter one and two. Now, it cannot be a prequel to those without Bill Skarsgård, in my opinion. I wouldn't no. be able to separate. Well, I would be able to separate the two and that's the issue. I would need something that would fluidly fall together and and yeah. transition well enough for me to be able to watch a season of Welcome to Derry and then fall straight into the run-up of it, Chapter 1. If yeah. I'm not going to get that, or if I am going to get that, and that's what they're expecting me to buy into, but Bill Skarsgård's not at the helm of it, it's not going to work for me as a fan, I'm afraid. No, it won't work for me either. Um, what else have you got? Uh, Sorry, no, no, you, you have your sip of your beer. I interrupted you mid-sip. Oh, you, you, can you wait for me? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll wait for you. We're, we're just gonna... I'll do that slurping thing that's really annoying when people drink tea just to emphasize it. Okay. <sighs> I wonder if go. my microphone will pick that up. <laughs> your mic picks it up. It comes through crystal clear in my ears and you've died. <laughs> do not gargle carbonated drinks. <clears throat> right. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who are fans of Slasher, the TV series, this originally came out... I think this is a Canadian TV series. Have you seen any of them? No. Really, really good. Um, oh, I'll choose my words carefully. Season one is really, really good. Um, okay. Season one had... Oh, who was the main guy? I want to say Brad Dorif was in it, but I don't think it was Brad Dorif. It was someone who's remarkably similar to Brad Dorif, if not Brad Dorif, is in it. Um... Really, really cool. The slasher and villain in it is fantastic. So oh, I should clarify as well, these are anthology-based series. So each series is an individual story and an individual slasher, if you will. Yeah, and it's basically okay. a slasher film, but just spread out over eight or nine episodes. Okay. Really, really cool. So the first one was fantastic. I like the second one, which was based on like some snowy mountain hilltop place, which was really, really cool. It's like a sleep, it's like a skier killer. That was great. And then the third one was set in like an apartment block and it went really wild and kind of lost me after episode six, I think. And I never picked it back up. But there is a new one coming out called Slasher, The Ripper, in quotation marks. And this is more of a period piece set in the olden days, as far as I'm aware. And this is coming out on AMC as well as Shudder. Um, And this comes out on April the 6th. Now, for those of you who are fans of the previous series, I'm sure you're going to watch this. But for those of you who aren't, I would recommend maybe going back and checking out season one of Slasher. And then if you like it, you don't necessarily have to watch seasons two, three to catch up. You can you can dive straight in because, as I say, these are anthology series. Um, but personally, I'm a fan of this series. I'm a big fan of Slashers. So 
for me, this is just more horror content just spread out over a long period of time. And they do like an American horror story kind of thing as well. So you'll find that most of the casting reappear. Oh, reoccurring. Reoccurring cast, but just in different roles, depending on what the the season is and what the what the approach is. But yeah, they always quite, have cool like slasher villains. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's just American horror story, but with slashers rather than various different aspects of the horror genre. So... I like it. I'm a fan. Um, as I say, I wasn't particularly a, a, a massive fan of the previous season. And there's been at least like maybe four or five years since the end of that last season to this one coming out this year. So I think maybe everybody else wasn't as on board with the wild approach that they took. Because the thing is with slashers, they're a basic A to B. Yeah. It's a slasher taking out teens and then you get a killer reveal at the end, which is what we got in season one and two. But season three just got really off the ball, off the wall, kind of wild with itself and kind of lost itself within that A to B narrative, I found anyway. And that's why I lost interest in it, because it just it had too many subplots and deviations from what the actual story was. Yeah. And, and I, I, I kind of lost my way with it. Yeah. And I've said it loads of times on on the shows. It's a slasher. Don't hold my hand. Just. Let yeah. it slash, let it kill people. Yeah, that's it. There's an A to B. We know what we're getting ourselves in for. If we're watching it, it's because we're fans of the genre and we want to see a killer yeah. kill teams. And it was like basically like the first episode, the first season of Scream. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. There we go. I, I really liked those. I, really I liked hated those. the Scream series. I realized I didn't like the latest one because I had no connection to like two and three. Yeah, no, I, I, just, two and three. I just wasn't a fan of those at all. I just didn't yeah. get on board. It, it was like that teen OC kind of crappy vibe to it, but I didn't mind it. It was the kind of thing where I could get more horror content on a background noise level. Yeah. So like I'll watch a lot of like comedy sitcoms like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Schitt's Creek and all the rest of those kind of things, but I won't physically sit down and dedicate my time to them. But if I'm cooking and I've got my tablet on the side and I can't watch a horror film and give it my full attention, they're the kind of things that I'll put on in the background. This is one of those things where you could just have on, tune in and out kind of thing so I, I, I recommend it I recommend checking out I'd, I'd certainly say start with season one to get an idea of what you're getting yourself in for and if you are curious enough to work your way through the rest then, then try them out Okay. But, uh, who's going to give the news that is going to upset a massive fan base do you want to do it or should I do it I'll take it I don't mind I like being the bearer of bad news so <laughs> X-Files developer Ryan Cogler has a new take on the series. Now, it's been five years, I believe, since the X-Files wrapped up it, its unexpected 10th and 11th seasons. Um, and they're in talks to bring a new season out. And there was talks maybe three, four years ago about a potential spin-off, which was basically like a group of agents who took on cases that Mulder and Scully were too above kind of thing. So they're essentially like the B team of the X-Files. Now, there is talks of this new remake coming out in, I don't know where it is. It's more of an idea, isn't it, than it is anything else. Yeah, he said he wants to do a reboot. It's not gone much further than that. But yeah, the only thing he's definitely said is that the Mulder and Scully will not be involved. Yeah, this is basically, or unless they are, it's not. It's not going to be David Duchovny and Julian Anderson. This is a complete fresh moulding of the story. I, I'm out. I, I love remakes and reboots, but the X Files was 
11 seasons of 21 plus episodes that I devoted about a decade of my life to. This isn't, yeah. uh, this isn't, I've watched three or four movies. I've spent hundreds of hours watching this show. Wow. And then to reboot it and make it different cast members doesn't work for me. Honestly, it will not even get the time of day from me. I won't even acknowledge it exists. No, and I don't think many people will either. I mean, I'm not a massive X-Files fan. I've seen a few episodes growing up, being on a Sunday night TV, which has come on, and I've seen the movie, which was okay. Yeah, and the that's movie. Because I don't have a lot of attachment to the series. I, there, um, are, there, are some, there are some episodes of the X-Files that I would argue could have been a standalone horror movie, one of which... Probably the most terrifying episode they'd done was an episode called Squeeze. And this was a guy who could basically squeeze through any gap. And he's a killer. Cool. Oh, Matt, it was fucking brilliant and terrifying. And like, there's there's bits where he's like squeezing down an air duct and there's a bit where he like squeezes under a door and it's like, fuck. There's no way you like can go. First two seasons on VHS here in the office. I really need to start working my way through them. I remember one that I watched when I was way too young to watch the X-Files growing up. And it was an episode about like, do you remember them like Venetian dolls that people used to have? Like, it's like a foot high and they look like yeah, Victorian yeah. little girls. Yeah. And one of them was like a killer in the episode. And yeah. like my sister had numerous ones of them on a shelf in her bedroom growing up. I didn't sleep for about four months. <laughs> the thing is they had loads of good, really good ideas. And a lot of their rejected episodes become horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've read that and heard that and know a few films that have come off the back of some unscripted uh, X-Files episodes that never went into production. Yeah, which is incredible. And then to say you're going to reboot that not that long after it's ended. I, uh, reboot, I, when did it end? When did it actually end? Because it ended uh, and then they came back for like two random seasons, did they not, yeah, like that, 10 years later? Yeah, which weren't all that fucking hot, to be fair. I think it fully wrapped up... 15, 16, 2015, 2016, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think rebooting Caesars is harder than a movie. A, a movie, you get to love the characters maybe for a movie, maybe two movies, maybe even three movies. And then a decade later, you can reboot that because people have only invested six hours of their time. Yeah. When it's a series... And people have like the first series of the X Files was like twenty one episodes. They were fifty five minutes each. Someone's dedicated an entire day of their life to watch that, and then they've repeated that ten more times. It's a long time, isn't it? It's a lot of commitment for then the creator to come along. And go, ah, do you know what? I've just rebooted the Rocky franchise with Creed. I've done really well with that. What else can I reboot? That's kind of what how I feel. He's thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more due to a financial standpoint and the fact that the X-Files is a hot property and they're thinking, hey, let's make some money. Yeah. Because it's all about the money, let's be honest. It's not about the fans, it's not about upsetting anybody, it's about the dollar. Mm. And I don't think it will make much dollar because I think most X-Files fans will go, mm, pass. Wasn't there a point in the X-Files where, was it Dave DeCockney, start of DeCockney, I think that's how you pronounce it, stepped down for a little while? Julian yeah. Anderson and somebody else. Was it wasn't it the T one thousand? Yeah, it stepped in for a brief period, but it was brief. Why they that threw money why they threw money at him to bring him back. 
Uh, did he? Yeah, well, he must have come back eventually. Why? How did they excuse his departure? Uh, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I can't remember. Yeah, how I he feel dis- like I'm the kind of person I think, who would enjoy the X I think, the he, I think he, at one point he definitely got abducted. Yeah, he did get abducted, didn't he? Is that where he departed? Uh, I think didn't, that's... One, didn't he die and then come back? Yeah, and then they had the movie where you had Billy Connolly that played a paedophile that just did not work. I just couldn't. The only get thing my... I vaguely remember about the movie was something to do with wasps or bees. Yeah, and Billy Connolly knew all about it, and he lived on this paedophile camp in the arse end of that. It was just weird. It was just and they then just right at the a... very end, like the big spaceship come out like the ice. Yeah. Um. So was that the first time they'd actually encountered aliens in the X Files? No. Uh, so the truth is actually out there then. Yeah, that they they encountered like, I mean, some of the shit they encountered made aliens look like not worried about aliens. Yeah. See, I always thought like it was one of those things where they actually just searched weird shit but never actually touched upon the fact that aliens existed or not. Oh, you you had the two. So you had Scully, who was the sceptic, and she's like, no, and explained shit. There's like a little bit at the end of most episodes where she kind of explains it away. And Mulder will do like a kind of like a half smile and go, are you sure? And then she'll sort of have a, well... No, I'm not, but that's what will let me sleep tonight. So that's what I'm sticking with. But yeah, I, I love the X Files, and yeah, well, um, I'm going to move on to something else that's actually relevant to our latest episode on horror movie review. So if you're listening here and you've not listened to horror movie review, go and do that. It's on Spotify, Apple, wherever you want it, or go to yourunpodcast.com and you can find it there as well. Um, our latest episode is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. It has been banned in Japan. Why? It's been banned in Japan because protesters protested against the Chinese government who are trying to get a a political hold over Japan. Um, Use pictures of Winnie the Pooh to protest against the Chinese, I don't know what you call him, president, effectively, um, because there's a similarity in appearance. What, he looks like Winnie the Pooh? A little bit. (laughs) Um, So they banned the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Natasha Rose Mills who come on and done an interview with us has been interviewed this week by various different American news outlets I think she was on CBS, she's been on CNN, she's been all over doing the rounds and give her a due she's defended this basically going look if you find this offensive or if this is something that like you're really like is really attached to your childhood just just don't watch it It's, it's really simple yeah, but either way, like, even if it's not attached to your childhood and you don't have a strong connection with Winnie the Pooh, don't watch it. <laughs> in fact, just don't watch it. Sorry, I'm just going to have to stop a second because my missus is just coming from work. Um, where I record is in a conservatory with see-through patio doors into the front room. Um, she's come in and proceeded to take off all of her clothes, stand and dance. And now she's putting can you turn the camera on. for me so I can see this? <laughs> no, I can't. But that's why I wasn't being disinterested. I was just distracted. It was like I, it was a little bit like an it chapter one moment. I was caught in the deadlights headlights. <laughs> Lots of jiggly parts, and you didn't know what to do with yourself. I, I really didn't. I'm really confused now. Uh, where were we? We need the poo. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, man. She's never done that. In all the time we've had the show, she's never ever done that. <laughs> oh, go on, Lisa. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, Winnie the Pooh's been banned in Japan. Um, 
that's fucked. He's lost you, that, hasn't it? He's completely <laughs> lost you. <laughs> I don't know whether to end recording and go and try my luck. <laughs> well, don't leave me sat here on my own. <laughs> yeah, I'll just mute you. Give me, give me three minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You know you don't need that long. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any other news this week? I haven't, to be honest with you. That's it. Because we are Newsweek monthly now, our last Newsweek was only a fortnight ago. Yeah. So we've kind of jumped into this one's pretty early because we promised we'd do them on the 5th of every month. So next one will be the 5th of every month and we will have had at least four weeks in between episodes. So we will have more content to deliver, I'm sure. However, this one is a shorter content because it's only been a week since we last recorded news. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, How's your week been anyway on a completely separate subject? All right, yeah, all right. Steady, steady, busy with work, getting up and down the country at the moment. Um, I went to Wensleydale the other day, the home of Wallace and Gromit, which was nice. Hello, Gromit. <laughs> yeah, I actually was one of those typical people who went and bought cheese. It tastes <laughs> like cheese that I get from Asda. <laughs> and you paid a lot more for it, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, I paid substantially more money from it. But it was from Wensleydale, where the home of cheese apparently is. Yeah, what, but what yeah, was, it tastes the same. It's, um, uh, it's pork pies, isn't it? That the, There was a legal battle over calling the Melton Mowbray pork pies if they didn't come from Melton Mowbray. Really? Yeah, which Melton Mowbray won. So now all pork pies, or 90% of pork pies you get in supermarkets just say pork pies. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How's your week? Have you done anything interesting this week? Uh, yeah, not not a lot. I've been super, super, super busy at work. I mean, like super busy to the point that I recorded the true crime episode the day before I released it. Yeah, um, yeah, just just been manic, just life. Yeah, been... the same. I mean, we're recording um, American Psycho shortly. I watched that about three hours ago. That's how busy my week's been. I usually watch. I try to watch at least twice before we record. Um, throughout the week on the build-up to the episode but i've literally watched that a few hours before we get rocking with that episode because it's just it's just been manic it's just been manic i'm so so busy with work and home life family life and it's just not enough hours in the day man no no there's i mean i don't i hardly sleep and there's still not enough hours in my day (laughs) yeah you see i sleep too much maybe that's half my problem (laughs) (laughs) you'll probably yeah if you start follow the same shit so what's your like morning time to get up what's your what's your start to the day what's your alarm my, well i have a two-year-old so my alarm is at half past five when she decides she wants to go downstairs and play dolls um oh. but i'm not a morning person so even though i'm up at half past five i don't think my brain actually wakes up until at least sort of half six seven ish yeah so when you get up at half past five i'm showered and dressed that's crazy that's crazy to me that <laughs> it's just i've kind of always been that way so like yeah, even, I'm like, when, even when I'm i was like a teenager sean. yeah i'm like sean from john of the dead in the morning the way you remember like the intro episode to that film where he's like mumbles to the shop and has no idea what's going on around him i'm like that even after like two hours of waking up yeah no see i'm literally as soon as i'm awake i'm I, i'm awake i'll go and literally jump straight in the shower i have the hottest shower ever and then end it with turning it as cold as it will go that is crazy to me. And then it's dressed, and then it'll be the kids start getting up like, like half five, quarter to six is, and I'll do their breakfast and I'll leave Lisa to sleep. And then by half six, seven o'clock, I'm working. 
See, the thing is, I think I would function better as a person if I woke up before my daughter. So if, like, she slept in until, say, half six-ish and I woke up at half five and I had that hour to sort of wreck on my brain and get myself focused for the day, but I don't have that time. I'm literally up and I'm I'm playing with Peter Rabbit dolls and, and all yeah. the rest of it, and it's like, Oh, kill me now. <laughs> Any <laughs> time our, to go to work yet. <laughs> Any of our listeners who don't have children will never understand, or until you have children, will not understand how full on a toddler is as soon as they open their eyes. Oh, it's just insane. And we have like a playroom in our house. It's like a, a room just because we live in like quite a small house. It's, it's not really small. It's small enough. But I had to build an extension on the side because when you have a child, you accumulate massive amounts of shite. And for somebody who's always been quite house proud and I like my stuff tidied away, I'm always one of those people where it's mine. Like, even if my wife touches my stuff, I'm like, no, you don't touch that because that's mine. <laughs> even if I use it or I want it or not, I'm like, that's mine, don't touch it. Because she loses things, as we know from experience on this show, when I had to do about three episodes with no headphones, and she <laughs> borrowed them for 10 minutes and they went <laughs> lost into oblivion for about three weeks. Um, <laughs> So I'm very protective over my stuff. I'm like, don't touch it. It's mine. Do not do it. So when we had a child, that all went through the window and all of my stuff became ours. And I hated it. I hated it. And then there was stuff all over my house and like plastic shit, like plastic things. It it annoyed me, like plastic toys, which don't go with the decor of my house. pink and purple plastic kitchens with pots and pans that are like aluminous colors i'm like it doesn't look good in my house let's get rid of it she's like no you can't get rid of it she loves it she plays with it all the time i'm like yeah but i don't like it so we had to build this like little side room on the the side of the house which used to be my garage where i kept all my tools and all my work equipment that's how much it annoyed me i sacrificed my workstation in order to build a room to be able to just push all the toys into to keep them out of my house I'm a very zen person. And I don't like mess or untidiness. I'm not a cleaner. Like my wife's a cleaner. She'll go around and dust and clean everything to within an inch of its life. But whereas me, if I don't see it, if I've got cupboards and I like, if you open a cupboard door, it would just fall out with masses of shit. Yeah, I I am Mister. I hide so next to me here. You can't see it, but I've got like it's actually a bar. It's a bar on wheels that I can spin out when we have parties and things like that. But it's got cool. four shelves, which are the full length of the bar, the amount of stuff where I sit here at work and then I like just put something on the shelf. And then when I need to put something else on the shelf, I just push that thing back. Yeah. <laughs> so all of these shelves are literally packed to the rafters. Yeah. And then when I pull this out, all this crap's going for I'm going to, that's where my Michael Myers mask went. Fucking oh, couldn't yeah. find that. That was, that's been gone for ages. Yeah. 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 I'm exactly the same. I just hide stuff in corners. and But, but if you can't see it, it doesn't bother me. No. But I don't, I'm not a cleaner. I'm just a tidier. And my wife's like, whereas like the perfect example of it is if, say if we've got to clean and tidy the house on a weekend, so like the house has just got like into a bit of a tip or a mess or something. Like I can do it in like an hour. Yeah. So I'll just blitz it. I'll just push everything into corners and cover it with sheets and throw overs and stuff things behind pillows. I'm like, look, it looks great. Let's just go out. And I'm just like, <laughs> no. But where's my wife? She'll like empty every kitchen cupboard onto the side and she'll check all the individual like volumes of sauces and salt volumes in cupboards and then she'll siphon them all into individual pots. I'm like, you've just wasted four hours of your life. And not only that, you've just wasted four hours of my life. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm not like that. I am a, I'll tell you something I do that really winds everyone up in this house. If it gets to like, if we've got a bottle of tomato sauce or something and it gets, you know, it gets like, I don't know, you've got like a quarter in it and yeah. you squeeze it once and then it goes. Yeah, it's time to go in the bin. Straight in the bin. I don't yeah. even bother doing the shot. I just throw it away and get a new bottle. Yeah, too right. As I said, we are so wasteful as people. This is why society is crumbling. <laughs> David, I'm very seriously onto something here. But yeah, for me, I'm a convenience man. It's like, yeah, right, that's done now. Let's get on. Yeah, same that as me. time wasted. Like the, those 30 seconds I've spent shaking that tub to get it out. It's like that is time I could be spent doing something else. But that's time I could have spent getting a new one out and I could now be eating. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, we are the fall of society, unfortunately, and it, it's not good. It's not good because I I know personally on my own like how, how bad I am in terms of things like that, and it's like it's so wasteful, and I know it's wasteful, but it's such an inconvenience for me to do that and have to yeah. waste time sorting that shit out. Yeah. To, what is it they say? Time is money. Yeah. It's like my <laughs> wife when we go like do you know when you do your big shop. You've got like a fridge to sort out, and like you have to go through all the stuff that's in your fridge and check sell by day. Go, go to the bin. No, I literally go up to the fridge with a bin bag and I'm like, so do I. empty it all into the bin. So, like, right, let's go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what so, do we need? She's like, I don't know. We need everything. She's like, well, have you checked? I'm like, well, no, because it's all gone in the bin. The fridge is empty. Let's just go fill it up. Yeah. So I go do the shopping, and then when I come back, I will empty the fridge into the bin and then refill it with the new stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wasteful. We are very, very, very wasteful. (laughs) Um, I think we are now being wasteful because we are wasting people's time talking about being critic. (laughs) Um, You can catch us every week on Horror Movie News. Um, You can find all the links to that at You Run Podcast. You can also find all the links to our social medias there as well. Uh, We'll be back again on the 5th of May uh, with a lot more content because hopefully in April a lot will happen. Um, There's a lot coming out in April, a lot to discuss. And a lot of news I'm excited will happen in April because we're peak we're getting to peak of summer. Yeah. So and this is this is horror season really. I know obviously October's horror season, but it's it's cinema season. Yeah, and cinema season brings normally big budget horror movies. Yes. No Halloween this year. Yay. No, which I'm, to be honest with you, quite relieved about. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. been a rough couple of years. <laughs> you had it here first. Um, so until then, we'll see you all later. Cheers, guys. See you. Not next week, next month. Next month, yeah. We'll see you on the 5th of May. You're like, cow! 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 Ah! Welcome to my nightmare. I have no idea! They're always after me, lucky charms. Like that's gonna happen? No, it's not. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Look what I got. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? It's a The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. second rule of Fight Club is, what's your favorite scary? You are Elastigirl! Somebody, please, get this man a gun. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. Fatality. Hadouken! If you're referring to the incident with the dragon, I was barely involved. 
What's the matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost. 